Hi there, and welcome to the Scouters Minute. This week's Scouters Minute is brought to you by CountryMeets.com. Start your next fundraiser for your pack or troop in three easy steps. First, pick your flavors and place your order. Their simple-to-use online order form makes it easy for you to choose any combination of their 12-plus different flavors. Second, sell them. And third, count your profits. Also, check out their new contactless fundraising options. Go to countrymeats.com backslash sample pack to request your sample box today. Now, on to this week's Scouters Minute. This week marks six months since an amazing scouter passed away. My father. In addition to being the greatest man and father anyone could ask for, he was also a patriot. Dad worked in broadcasting for many years, and as I was going through some of his personal items after his death, I came across a podcast that he was creating but never published. The name he had planned for it was A Bite in History where he would have a weekly topic on American history. This week's Scouters Minute, we share with you one of the completed episodes of A Bite in History, entitled Gettysburg Address. I hope you enjoy it. Four score and seven years ago, I would bet that 99% of people listening know exactly where that sentence comes from and who said it. It was Thursday, November 19, 1863. It had been four and a half months since the Union Army had won the Battle of Gettysburg. Now, who knows what four score and seven years are? The meaning of this speech is that it had been 87 years since the Declaration of Independence. Controversy surrounds this speech. Up to five possible manuscripts, along with a number of reprinted speeches in newspapers, have different wording. It is also not clear where the platform actually was as President Lincoln delivered his speech. However, one thing was very clear. President Lincoln was there for the dedication of the Soldiers National Cemetery at Gettysburg. The Battle of Gettysburg lasted from July 1st through July 3rd, 1863, resulting in the fatalities of 7,058 men, 3,155 Union soldiers, 3,903 Confederate, many more wounded or captured. Even while the dedication of the cemetery was happening, men were still burying soldiers. The recovery and burial started on October 17, 1863 for burial in the Soldiers National Cemetery. The last known remains from the Battle of Gettysburg were found in March 1996. Even today it is suspected that remnants still lie in the fields around Gettysburg. President Lincoln and his group of officials traveled from Washington, D.C. to Gettysburg on November 18th. Accompanying the president were William Seward, John Usher, and Montgomery Blair, all members of his cabinet. Several foreign officials, along with his secretary, John Nicolay, and his assistant secretary, John Hay, accompanied him. 
The presentation at Gettysburg was to be simple. They started with a musical selection and the Reverend T.H. Stockton said an opening prayer. Then another musical selection, this time offered by the Marine Band. Then Edward Everett gave the oration of the Battles of Gettysburg. Now, Mr. Everett's oration was in keeping with the day. We would find it to be very long. His oration lasted two hours. The talk had 13,607 words in it, and of course, many of us today have no idea what was in his oration. After Mr. Everett's oration, another hymn was sung. It was then that the dedicatory remarks by the President of the United States, Abraham Lincoln, was made. While traveling to Gettysburg on the 18th, the President had told his Assistant Secretary, John Hay, that he felt weak. On the morning of the 19th, he remarked to his Secretary, Mr. Nicolay, that he felt dizzy. Mr. Hay noted that during the speech, Mr. Lincoln's face had a ghastly color and that he looked sad, mournful, almost haggard. When Lincoln boarded the train at 6.30 p.m. that evening, he was feverish and weak with a severe headache. After returning to Washington, D.C., President Lincoln was diagnosed with a case of smallpox. It does seem highly likely that President Lincoln delivered the Gettysburg Address while becoming ill with the case of smallpox. After Mr. Everett's address, President Lincoln only spoke for a few minutes. He summarized his view of the war in just 10 sentences. President John F. Kennedy once said, The ground on which we stand shuddered under the clash of arms and was consecrated for all time by the blood of many soldiers. Abraham Lincoln, in dedicating this great battlefield, expressed in words so eloquent why this sacrifice was necessary. U.S. Senator Charles Sumner wrote of the address after President Lincoln's assassination in 1865. He said that speech uttered at the field of Gettysburg and now sanctified by the martyrdom of its author is a monumental act. In the modesty of his nature, Mr. Lincoln said the world would little note nor remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. He was mistaken. The world has taken note of what he said and will never cease to remember it. Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation, conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Now we are engaged in a great civil war testing whether that nation or any nation so conceived and so dedicated can long endure. We are met on a great battlefield of that war. We have come to dedicate a portion of that field as a final resting place for those who here gave their lives that that nation might live. It is altogether fitting and proper that we should do this. But in a larger sense, we cannot dedicate, we cannot consecrate, we cannot hallow this ground. The brave men, living and dead, who struggled here have consecrated it far above our poor power to add or detract. The world will little note nor long remember what we say here, but it can never forget 
what they did here. It is for us, the living, rather, to be dedicated here to the unfinished work which they who fought here have thus so far nobly advanced. It is rather for us to be here, dedicated to the great task remaining before us, that from these honored dead we take increased devotion to that cause for which they gave the last full measure of devotion, that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom, and that government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from the earth. <laughs>